You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, April 20th. This, as always, is your one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, Locked On Hoosiers. Only show that brings you IU news five days a week, whether it's uh, analysis, previews, recaps, breaking news, no matter what the sport is, we have you guys covered. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day. More specifically, your first listen every single day. Reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Uh, things have been popping off there for quite a while. We're almost to 300 subscribers. Back when the tournament was starting, I was asking you guys to help us get to 100. Make sure you guys join over there as things are taking off. As I mentioned uh, in the preview, this uh, has been a really fun time to be an IU basketball fan, having so many people join the program, whether through committing, whether through returning. But it's going to make the scholarship situation tight, and it also makes it really interesting that IU is very clearly still recruiting people. Uh, It means somebody might be forced out. So we'll look at the current scholarship situation for this upcoming season and the next couple seasons as well. Before we do that, make sure you guys are subscribed to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts at. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. So with Race Thompson uh, committing to come back to Indiana for his final season of eligibility, followed by Malik Renault joining or committing to the program on Monday, uh, that leaves Indiana right up against uh, the border or the requirement um, for scholarships this up, upcoming season. Now, this is dependent on Trace Jackson Davis and what his decision is going to be. If he stays or returns to Bloomington, uh, Indiana has 13 scholarships. They do not have any extra. They're maxed out. That is the limit. Uh, I believe in the non-COVID season, they uh, got rid of the limit, or excuse me, in the COVID season, they got rid of the limits, but it's it's to 13 now is the important thing. So um, the, the Hoosiers are going to be up against it. Obviously, if Trace leaves, it is one open roster spot. Um, the interesting thing is that Indiana is still very actively recruiting transfers. We've mentioned both Dexter Dennis as well as Sean McNeil. Dexter Dennis was on campus on Tuesday as part of his visit. Um, it, I, there, there really isn't a good way to put, put this. They're recruiting somebody for a spot that they may not have. Like they're, they're very much recruiting someone with the idea that they may have to, or that they'd be willing to pull a scholarship from somebody else. So it is an interesting uh, situation. Look, this isn't specific to Indiana. This isn't something only Indiana does or Mike Woodson. I know it was something that uh, this whole transferring and forcing guys out was something that Tom Crean took a uh, 
kind of a beating online for, and the term creening was brought about. He was one of the first ones, but it is, everybody does it now. And so is a Dexter Dennis or a Sean McNeil a better player to have on scholarship than some of the players at the end of the bench? Your Logan Duncombs who didn't play, Anthony Leal, who is very much a crowd favorite, very much made an impact at times this season, but very much um, not somebody that really played when the games mattered at all. Is it better to have those guys under scholarship? Yeah, certainly. But what kind of message are you sending to recruits when you might pull their scholarship after a season or two because somebody else became available? It is a tricky situation. And maybe maybe IU is only looking at one of these guys and it's kind of content. It's not going to be contingent on Trace returning uh, or leaving, excuse me. They're recruiting these guys regardless of Trace's decision. So it's, it is a very interesting time and interesting uh, situation going on for Indiana basketball because, simply put, they do not have scholarships available right now because Trace Jackson Davis has not um, – he, he has not hired an agent, so – he still has college eligibility. So they're recruiting guys for spaces that they do not have. And that is interesting. It's it's a sign of kind of the modern college basketball that they're kind of openly courting these guys to campus for spots of potentially players who already are on the team. Uh, and, and you look forward into next season, next, next season, 2023-24, they're already down to just one open roster spot. Again, though, that's assuming Trace Jackson Davis comes back yet again, which, listen, if he came back this season, I do not think he's going to take a fifth year of eligibility. As much fun as it may be, I think he's going to be four years and done. So you could pretty easily be looking at two open roster spots. Um that is including Ja'Kai Newton and Gabe Cups, both who are committed. It's it's important because the Hoosiers are recruiting K.J. Evans, too, who is one of the top recruits in the class. So they very much have roster spots open for him as well. And potentially maybe Jalen hood Shafino really uh, lights the world on fire at IU, and he's one and done. It'd be harder for me to see that with Malik Renault, but I mean, they're both five-star prospects. Maybe they have big seasons and are one and done and you open up more roster spots there. That's almost, it's not a, it's not straight up a good thing, especially if you don't have guys available, but um, it, it's good for your program for future prospects. If you can have these guys become one and done players and immediately go to the NBA. So, uh, it's an interesting situation Indiana finds itself in this season. And it's it's very interesting that they are openly courting Dexter Dennis, as we said, on campus. Sean McNeil will be on campus this weekend. So potentially neither of those guys may recruit. Trace, Jake's, Trace Jackson Davis returns. You're at 13 spots and everything's just fine. But right now it is not that way. So... Uh, we will see how these things play out here in the coming weeks. One person who some thought might 
uh, leave after his season was Miller Cop. It was a frustrating season, a disappointing season uh, in Bloomington, and one that uh, it certainly seems like he's returning and hoping to bounce back from. So we'll look back on Miller Cop's season and what made it so disappointing, frustrating for both him and the Hoosiers. But first, we have a couple of longtime sponsors with us or for today's show. Uh, this is about the time of year that I've fully given up on my New Year's resolution. I forgot about my New Year New Year's resolutions at this point. Not this year, though. Not with Built Bar. If you guys haven't already, try the new Puffs. They are honestly the best tasting bars that Built Bar has. They're protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate, just like Built Bars themselves. They're fan favorites that with incredible flavors, whether it's cinnamony churro or coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Uh, they're so good that they're going to become your new favorite as well. Just like those Built Bars, they're high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Compare them to whatever your favorite candy bar is. They'll be better for you. And Built Bar's motto is to make it taste good and then make it healthy later. And they continue to figure out how to do that. I really don't know how, but they pull it off every time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order today. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day, guys. Now for a big announcement. Starting Thursday, April 28th, a little more than a week, tune into Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. They'll be on all week leading up to the first pick. So you can find the live draft coverage on Locked On NFL Draft's YouTube page. You can find the mock draft on the Odyssey and Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. Just make sure you're subscribed to both and you're going to get all the coverage you need. They'll be starting on 7 p.m. night one, 6.30 night two, 11.30 on the third day. The draft is up this week and next Monday as well. So get all the draft coverage you guys need over the next week. Miller Cop came to Indiana as a transfer, a veteran of the Big Ten. And on paper, he made a lot of sense for this Indiana team. Someone who could stretch the floor, knock down three-pointers, and he was coming to an IU team that struggled mightily in Archie's last season to shoot three-pointers. And it was it felt like a perfect fit. It felt like somebody that uh, Indiana sorely needed through his first three seasons. He was a career 36% three-point shooter, but he shot 39% his sophomore season at Northwestern. It never really panned out for him in Bloomington, though. It was very much stops and starts. Uh, he shoots 36.1%, so 
almost specifically his career average, but I don't know. It always felt like Indiana needed more, wanted more. And it, part of that is because simply a lot of his made threes came in bunches. Uh, that Syracuse game is always going to be one that sticks out. He was more or less the primary reason IU made a second half comeback in that game. He hit five of seven threes in that game, nine of 16 overall. He had 28 points by far a season high, but he only had one more game that he hit three, three pointers. That was the Maryland win at home. Uh, or excuse me, that was, uh, he only hit four threes that game. I was looking at the wrong part, but he only had one more game where he had four threes. It was the Purdue game on the road, the regular season finale. Uh, he was really important in that comeback as well, but that was it. Those were the only two games he had more than two threes in a game. And it always just felt like IU needed more from him. And maybe it was too much they were asking of him. But when eight of his three-pointers, eight of his 39 three-pointers came in two games, uh, that's over 20% of his threes in just those two games, and you need more from him over the course of the season. So it it was frustrating. There were a lot of games where he had the opportunities and couldn't knock them down. The Iowa game in the uh, Big Ten tournament is one that really sticks out. He was 2 of 7 in that game. And it got to a point at the end of the season where he just teams weren't respecting him as a shooter and he could not make them pay. And it 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 really, really hurt IU's offense. I mean, you look at the Wyoming game, he only attempts one three. The St. Mary's game, he only attempts one three. Doesn't make in either of those. There were just too many nights like that where IU needed someone to be able to stretch the floor. That's what he was brought in for, and he simply couldn't do it. And part of this is, a lot of this applies to Parker Stewart as well. And it was why those were two of the more frustrating seasons for fans. But with Stewart, there were some big shots at Rutgers game. Obviously he still had enough um, defenses paid enough attention to him that he still, there was some just gravity of him being in certain areas of defenses, knowing they needed to stay out on him. It didn't feel that way with Miller Cop. Uh, defenses were willing to kind of maybe not live with him making threes, but they didn't respect him the same. They knew if they could just close out hard on him, as long as they could get back to him, uh, they could help down on defense and clog the paint. And that has a trickle-down effect. If if he doesn't have the, the respect of the defense, then they're able to help down and recover. And if he isn't able to make the shots, then they're going to keep doing that. And it means less space for Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier driving. Um, it was all just kind of this trickle-down effect that uh, led to him really having a lot of nights where it didn't feel like he was making an impact. If you look at his conference play, he averaged five points per game, uh, made one three a game, but just on 35% shooting. And really, if you look at the last two seasons between Northwestern and Indiana, he's only shot 31.9% uh, 
from the three-point line on three and a half attempts per game. So he's someone that's uh, trending a bit in the wrong direction after shooting so well in his sophomore season. Um, so perhaps it's a somewhat a matter of him, him being so good that sophomore season that you expected him to only continue to go up. But uh, Indiana really needed him to be a floor spacer, and he never was that. Now, I still contend that he was a little bit miscast as a, this is the hill I'm going to die on. He was played as a three all season long, and I don't think he is that. I think he is a four, both offensively and defensively. He got exploited a lot defensively because he just wasn't quick enough to be able to defend some of those smaller players and really struggled on that end of the floor. But he had the trust of the coaches. He was a decent enough rebounder that uh, he kept his playing time. And IU just didn't really have options outside of him. He had the size of a wing, and IU had no wings last season. So he played. Um, And his minutes never dwindled despite his uh, lackluster performances. If you look over the last 10 games of the season, he played 29 minutes per game. And that's even with the uh, St. Mary's and Iowa games where he only played 21 and 22 minutes. He was over 30 minutes per game through the uh, the last eight games of the season through the conference tournament. So he was getting plenty of playing time is the point because IU couldn't afford to bench him. There was nobody else really there uh, on most nights on the wing that could take those minutes. I, I don't, the problem is I don't expect him to get any minutes at the four where I think he would be better this upcoming season because IU already has multiple forwards. So we'll look at how he potentially improves upon this season and whether there should be reason for optimism uh, moving forward. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to uh, find the part you need at your local auto parts chain store. Uh, Why endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating questions while the person behind the counter orders the part or looks it up and tells you it's not available after you waited in line forever, just cut out the middleman, head to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Saves you time, saves you money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend those 30, 50, even 100% markup fees for the same parts uh, from the chain store, from the dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. They are reliably low prices for every customer, and they're going to have everything that you guys need, whether it's brake parts, whether it's tail lamps, whether it's motor oil, or even a new carpet. Uh, Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. It's amazing selection with reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So, how can the Hoosiers better utilize Miller Cop so that his strengths, his shooting, uh, are seen more this season? Well, again, the most obvious answer I think is to play him 
as a four next to a trace or a race. It helps everybody. It spaces the floor out more. Uh, it gives him bigger players to guard so that he isn't chasing the wings around and uh, potentially getting beaten off the dribble against some of the smaller players. Realistically, I don't know how much that's going to happen because um, if Trace comes back, then you have Trace, Race, Malik, and Geronimo that are going to be your forwards. Potentially, Geronimo could play a three. Uh, maybe you can play Geronimo and Miller together some and as a three four, but that's still not great spacing unless Geronimo takes a big step forward as a three point shooter. So Perhaps if Trace leaves, uh, you could play Miller more at the four position. A lot of this is simply going to boil down to he has to make shots. Uh, he had open looks for as much as he, as I, as I think he was misused, that doesn't change the open three-pointers that you're getting and not making. And as, a, as we said, this isn't an IU-specific problem. And it's really, really been up and down for him throughout his career. Freshman year, he shot 32%, then 39%, 33%, and 36%. Uh, there really isn't a lot of consistency there. And that up and down trend, I mean, last year was an up year in terms of his shooting percentage. So I don't know. That's not a great sign for next season. I don't know how reliable that is. But simply put, IU needs him to be a better shooter this upcoming season or the minutes may not be there this time around. You're you have more wing type options, whether now it's a Malik Renault who I think could potentially play a little bit of three in certain lineups, depending on uh, the matchup. Uh, if, especially if him and Geronimo are out there, I think that could really work together. Galloway, if he's able to put on size, he ha he's an option there. Tamar Bates, if you want to go with a smaller lineup. And then you have CJ Gunn and Caleb Banks who are going to come in as similar size players. So more than anything, the fact that there are more options there might mean Miller Cop won't have as enormously long as a leash as he had this season because Mike Woodson can turn to other guys whose shots could potentially be falling or who do have quicker feet to stay in front of guys as opposed to cop kind of being the only option they had there. So listen, I, I want Miller cop to be successful because then that means Indiana is more successful and three point shooting is still going to be one of the biggest question marks about this team next season because they lost Parker Stewart. And as inconsistent as he may have been, he was their best three point shooter. So there are going to be major questions about the outside shooting from this team. And if he's a strong shooter, then that solves a lot of issues for Indiana and gives him a really reliable weapon there. But uh, he has a growing sample size of not being that type of player. So it's going to be a tough test for him. And it doesn't sound like there's any chance of him moving on or that being an open scholarship spot, as we said at the beginning of the show in the first segment. Um, I know some fans were thought that he might move on after a frustrating season. All signs point to him coming back. So I don't think you can expect that to happen. 
And it, I, I would be really surprised if the coaching staff pulled his scholarship because it certainly seems like they really like him and value his experience. And he does bring something to the table in that regard. Just having been around college basketball and been around the Big Ten his whole career, he can provide experience for a lot of these younger players coming into the program. So I, I really hope for the best for Miller Cop, but he has to take a pretty big step forward. Um, not just to be more impressive this season, but to keep the minutes that he had this season. I would be really surprised if he played 25 minutes a game this upcoming season. And if he did, that means he's really knocking down shots, which you would think would be an overall positive for Indiana. We have a special guest coming for tomorrow's episode. So thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen today. Tomorrow, we will have Seth Toe of the Herald Times women's basketball beat reporter to come in and talk about the women's basketball offseason and then help us do a season recap on Mackenzie Holmes previewing her upcoming season as well. So uh, excited to do that one. Make sure you guys are subscribed to tune into that. Now for your second listen, head on over to Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys continue to show. Yesterday was one of our biggest days ever. You guys are as excited as I am about Malik Renault. So make sure you're subscribed over here, wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube as well. Leave a rating and review if you guys can. It helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous, tremendous Wednesday and LEO.